yeah, today, this is Game Busters. We're a podcast from GameBuster.com. And if you're new here, each week we do a deep dive into a game or a franchise we love, or maybe we just want to talk about, or maybe it's topical, and we're riding the sweet SEO wave. Uh, today, we are certainly not riding the SEO wave, sadly. Um, this is the topical podcast on Sleeping yeah, Dogs. Yeah, Sleeping Dogs. Everyone's talking about this game right now, which actually is true, but only because I'm talking about it to everybody. Um, I feel like I've heard it... Li- Talked about on a podcast recently. Yeah, like I think it came up again because of the rights transferring kind of thing, which we'll, we'll talk about. I think so. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm Nirav, and uh, Alyssa will be back next week, finally. She has had COVID for a long time. She's finally up and running again. Um, she's been, like, like super Yay. sick. I do not know what hap- like how that happened, but she's been, like, stuck in bed for, like, six weeks. Um, however, Jeez. she is pretty much back now, which is great. Um, so she'll be back starting next week. Um, and yeah, so, uh, this week I am joined by, uh, Sarim, uh, from the Sun on Yi. I'm Wei Shen, mother. I'm kidding. Okay. And, uh, Adam from the 18K. Hello, hello. It's, uh, it's tough out here in the streets of Hong Kong. <laughs> but we'll, we'll make it together. Hey everyone, this is Nirav. Our audio got so out of sync uh, from Zencaster that we were basically just talking over each other for the next five minutes, so I've cut that out because it is unintelligible. So uh, luckily we started a new recording, and so like 95% of the episode is still here. I passed. All right, oh, yeah. we're, uh, we're back. Uh, Adam somehow passed his health check. Um, Let's go. He passes the Zencaster by the <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, anyway, yeah. we've, uh, we had to take a... a, a, a cut there just because um we uh we're having some technical difficulties but we're back um also everyone's sorry i'm, I'm getting a lot of i'm getting a stream of incoming twitter notifications i shouldn't have commented on something oh no what did I you did... do which fan base did you piss i did off this i didn't piss off anyone everyone's agreeing with me and retweeting me which fan right. base did you ingratiate yourself with <laughs> this time my own um there was uh, an article you have there's fans an... Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, just fan, fan, fan groups. I'm already a part of. But uh, no, there was a, an article from IGN about uh, an interview with Raf Colantonio, who was the founder of Arcane Studios, who left after he finished making Prey. Um, right, and he was and, like, "I didn't want to call it Prey." Yeah, that was it. And I was because I remember, I remembered hearing in the No Clip documentary that they had been tossing around the name Neuroshock, which they had wanted to use, yeah, which would have made sense because. It's, you know, it's literally like a successor to Bioshock and System Shock. Like, it would have made a lot of sense for them to do that. And also the team that made that game, Arcane Austin, is Looking Glass Studios, the people who made the original System Shock. Um, oh, yeah, they that would have been, like, very spiritual successory. Yeah, and it, I mean, it was a spiritual successor, just wasn't allowed to be called that. And that was the bigger deal from that article, though, is that Raf, that's the reason Raf Colantonio left uh, Bethesda. Is because Ooh. he said like they he said like they they fucking like overreached on the creative end and he wasn't gonna work with them anymore. That's valid. Speaking, yeah, of it's that. valid, but it's like oof, Todd, buddy. I mean, like, did you expect better? Yeah, right. Um, I I want to just get out in front of this. I know I know Todd Howard wasn't in charge of that decision, but it is easier to blame him for anything that happens at Bethesda. Just angrily toss all our Todd coins from last year away. Absolutely into the garbage um so anyway <laughs> let's um uh i guess what games uh adam did you you said you were playing oh, fuck, you said you were playing balan wonderworld absolutely <laughs> because adam only plays good games i only play right. good, i i only play the greatest games okay yeah <laughs> so yeah balan wonderworld it, it's a it's a it's a game man 
It is a. Are you sure? <laughs> it is a video I game. <laughs> I mean, it runs on a PlayStation. There are inputs, and when you do the inputs, sometimes things happen. But yeah. actually, not all the time, because there are a lot of the costumes that don't do anything. This is actually a commentary on Japanese culture. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you don't understand. Um, anyway, okay, I. Uh... <laughs> I will say all I will say about Balan Wonderworld because uh-huh. it's already been said to death about it from everybody uh, with opinions people care about far greater than mine but it is it is a insane combination of like a game that was clearly not finished mixed with like ideas that are extremely dated and just like extremely bad on top of it it's it's fascinating it's really a fascinating menagerie of Of, yeah of just the worst ideas all wrapped up in a nice fever dream for good measure yeah, mm. and there's that too. There's yeah, it it's it's yeah, it's a thing. Um, if you want to play a game where at the end of each chapter people stop and turn to the camera and do a fourth wall breaking musical number, go play Mario, uh, Paper Mario, Origami King instead. Um, I thought you were gonna say AI. I honestly also that well that only happens at the end of the game. Sure. Yeah, uh, hey, that's not whoa. every chapter. Sadly, whoa, spoilers. Some of us are still playing AI. Oh rip. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so sleeping uh, dogs, am I right? Yeah. All right. So we're going to start this off the same way we always do. And I don't know that I think you guys I think, Adam, you've been here for one of these. We're going to start with the pitch meeting. Yep. Um, so what we're doing here is going to be reenacting how this game got pitched in the first place. Um, and uh, that in that way, we're going to tell the audience kind of like a background on like what the game is. So like we're going to be getting into a scene here. So Sarim and Adam, uh, you are coming to me. It is 2007. And uh, I am act- and I am Activision. Sleeping Dogs, when it was made in two thousand seven. Okay, yeah, yeah. The outro of this is going to be what I've done, but like what? I'm going to be doing a speech. <laughs> okay, that's going to be good. Um, so anyway, let me. As always, we're going to check which movies came out two thousand seven. Of course, we know Transformers did. Um, absolutely, of course, absolutely. Yeah. So you're in a Transformers mindset right now. Let's see what okay. else. Um, uh, Let's see, movies, um, The Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, Spider-Man 3, uh, National Treasure 2. What Um, the hell was 2007? What happened? happened? (laughs) So Um, much went wrong. Yeah. Except Transformers. Except that, yeah. Um, Let me see. Oh, the, wait, is that the... No, that wasn't that old, right? The the no no no, that wasn't that old. Oh, Ratatouille, Ratatouille made it okay. Okay, never mind. So it was still a banger. But game. also, yeah, but also <laughs> Meet the Robinsons and B Movie and Shrek the Third came out. I didn't hate Meet the Robinsons. What the hell? I thought it was all right. I um, remember. I, all I remember that from that movie is the T Rex arms joke. Yeah, I'm yeah. A big I have little arms. I still and little that. arms. That's just good marketing. Um. For the T Rex? <laughs> well, no, no, for the movie because like we all still remember that. Apple about tr- to drop the newest dinosaur sheet. <laughs> how about surfs up? How about surfs up the penguin surfing movie? Oh. I the only penguin movie I remember is Happy Feet. Mm. I, I don't acknowledge uh, any other movie. And Happy Feet, of course, made by George Miller, the the creator of Mad Max. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I yeah. see how you'd get from what A to B. Yeah, it's exactly. weird because George Miller's filmography is Babe, Babe Two, Pig in the City, and then all four Mad Max movies, and then Happy Feet, and, and like two like family because he did Witches of Eastwick, which is like ah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. considered a classic from that eighties era. So 
he's it's an amalgamation of randomness. Right, so him. he went pig man penguin, as all great directors yeah. do. All right, so you two have just formed United Front Games. Um, you are oh, an yeah. independent studio, and you are coming to me. I am Mr. Activision. Um, nobody knows about my crimes yet. So <laughs> Yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right, let's start the meeting. All right, guys, uh, come on in. I'm really excited to hear what you've got uh, going on here. This is a uh, some sort of a, a, a martial arts game. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we we recognize the uh, success that you guys have had with the uh, the True Crime series. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, we we know that the the fan base is is going crazy and wanting another one. Um, so what if mm-hmm. for a little for a little change? Get this: we have True Crime, Hong Kong. Oh, going to China? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now that's exotic. Exactly. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, hey, hey, yeah, sorry, I, I, I hey, I'm, a, I'm sorry. I'm, bad, a, I'm, a, I'm a white executive and it's 2007. Yeah. So if I say it's exotic, there's nothing offensive about that in, in 2007. True, true, in 2007. Ignoring, no. ignoring the stench of dead bodies coming out of that closet. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, true crime, Hong Kong. It's like regular true crime, but we have Kung Fu, uh, and a random set of A list actors, and pork buns. What yeah. do you think? A pork buns, you say? Interesting. <laughs> yes. Hmm. And instead of we'll uh, replace we'll replace the dog because there's a I, I believe there's a dog in the second one, and uh, we'll replace it with yeah we'll replace it with the the kung fu so it'll be a little bit new new mechanic, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll also uh, we'll include cockfighting. Just for fun. Cockfighting. Yeah, cockfighting. Okay. Um, so we'll have the animal kinda... representation anyways. So the thing is, the true crime series, you know, did okay. But you know what's doing really well right now is this thing called Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, and I yeah, was wondering yeah. if we could maybe just do that one also at the same time. Yeah, we'll, we will do a true crime Grand Theft Auto game. It's, okay. it's like Grand Theft Auto, but better. The how? Mm-hmm. Don't ask me how. It just is. Interesting. Okay. Well, um... You know, uh, are we going to have a... Who's our her protagonist going to be? Wei Shen, mother... Anyway. <laughs> I like the enthusiasm. Um, you know what? We could... Uh, that's not... That, you know what? We could have, we have a Chinese guy. That's going to that's gonna draw some eyes. That's going to draw some eyes. People... We could have a lot of Chinese guys. Need I remind yeah. you, this is set in Hong Kong. You can have more. Oh, you want all of them to be Chinese. Than one Chinese guy. Well, well, no, okay. I mean, like, this is, yeah, we'll, we'll get a few Americans. We're Activision in 2007. Let's not get too crazy. We're going to have one of the main guys be a white guy. Yeah, okay. Just one of them. <laughs> all right. I got a little scared there. Um, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, let's. Uh, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, fund you guys for this game. Um, for, uh, you know, we, we really want to. I'm thinking of the name Black Lotus. Um, I want it to be similar to like an HBO drama. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we can work with How, that. I think we we can work with that. I want you to make the Sopranos of video games. I I oh hmm, hmm. so what we can was... work with that by taking it, lighting mm-hmm. it on fire in front of you, so you understand the weight of your sins, and saying, "Hey, you ever heard the phrase? Uh, oh, which one is it? Is it beware where sleeping dogs lay, or do not disturb where sleeping dogs lie?" I think Something it was the on second that. one. Um, Either but... way. 
Yeah, that didn't hit very hard because you didn't remember the phrase the first time. Hey, you know what? Just like I'm choosing not to remember your crimes, Mr. Activision. So, sleeping okay. dogs. Well, you guys are funded uh, $60 million. Uh, you know, Nice. The odd of the deal. <laughs> and I really like I really feel like this game we can we can definitely get out by like 2011 ish I think mm-hmm. like just a couple of years we're gonna get this out get this out before the next Grand Theft Auto absolutely exactly. 100%. <laughs> we'll okay. definitely get it out before the one after that <laughs> all right uh and scene all right. Well, that was uh, that was an exact recreation of how this uh, yes. game came to be verbatim um, but yes Verbatim. Yes. So is my Oscar coming in the mail or? <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a, uh, we're, we're working on it. There's a, uh-huh. there's a supply chain issue <laughs> COVID related. <laughs> um, so uh, United Front Games formed with a uh, group of 10 developers in 2007 um, and they decided to develop an open world game. Um, they, uh, you know, went to uh, speak to Activision, pitched this idea for this game called Black Lotus which would be a spiritual successor to the true crime games, uh, which had been doing okay, but not super big sellers. Um, but they wanted to incorporate this big open world thing that was starting to catch on. Like, um, you know, some of these uh, larger open world games were starting to come out. Like GTA 3, notably, of course, was the the one that, like the trendsetter, that made everybody be like, open world. Whoa. What if um, we all did that and what if nothing Everybody else? did it forever. Um, it's interesting because like GTA three sort of kicked off everybody's like interest in doing an open world. And then when fallout three came out in 2008 and just like dominated, like everybody was like, Oh, they're just like mouths were like watering with like seeing the money come in. Um, and that was the beginning of the end. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like uh, Saints Row was like the first to show that like, Hey, but Grand Theft Auto can do where like other, other games besides Grand Theft Auto can do the open world. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I feel like I always, I remember when I was younger, like, I feel like I always associated the idea of open world with GTA 3 specifically. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, we we only got to play that at my cousin's house, though, because my mom obviously did not buy it for us. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Classic. Um, so a year into development, Activision has proposed that Black Lotus be made part of an existing franchise because of the similarities to their true crime series. Uh, both games were set in open worlds and the plots center around an undercover cop. Um, the previous true crime games had not sold well, like I said, but they felt like the the approach they were coming with with true crime Hong Kong could, you know, push it over the edge and make it a big thing. Um, and they were like, all right, we'll just have that done. Um, as, uh, November 2009, they were like, it's it's ready to go. <laughs> um, but, 2009? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, they did not. Yeah, so then uh, they had to take another year. They delayed it for about a year to allow further refinement, uh, which, of course, that game was never going to come out after, like, fucking two years of development. It is so crazy what used to be, like, so widely acceptable in this industry. And, like, the only reason it's not now is because we know about it. You know what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so despite the progress in the game development, um, they, uh, the release of their financial report for the last quarter of 2010, Activision announced the cancellation of True Crime Hong Kong due to quality oh. issues. Um, their most optimistic projections said that it would not be able to compete with Grand Theft Auto, basically. Um, so although United Front Games shared the sentiment uh, that their quality wasn't up to snuff, Executive producer Steven Vandermisht uh, expressed in an interview that True Crime Hong Kong was playable from start to finish and virtually complete in terms of content prior to cancellation. Which is 
very sad um, when you yeah. finish a thing and then they're like, no, I don't think so. Any any Batgirl fans in the room? Anyone? <laughs> how could how could there be any? How could... Well, true, there can't really be any Batgirl fans. That should yeah. never happen. But history repeats itself. God damn. That's true. Um, also, like, I think I heard that the crew who worked on Batgirl got to watch the movie, though. Yeah, um, they had what they called a funeral viewing, which is, like, very romantic, but also incredibly depressing. They worked oh, yeah. so hard on that. Yeah. And all they got was a funeral viewing. That's really I, sad. Dude, I loved all those memes of, like, people, like, breaking out of buildings. And it's, like, me breaking out of Warner Brothers headquarters with, <laughs> with, the, Batgirl, with the Batgirl uh, like, tapes. The Batgirl USB shoved up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. So, uh, United front or sorry. Uh, so in, uh, 2011, the, uh, the Activision CEO, uh, Eric Hirschberg explained that the budget and development delays were contributing factors to cancellation. And, uh, you know, they meant that the, the, because they had to delay it and because they went over budget, they would be expecting even more success from the game to have an acceptable return on investment. Um, so due to, uh, competition posed by other titles, which they cited specifically Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption, um, Activision's view was that like true crime Hong Kong was just not going to be able to compete, which I mean, like if you've already spent that much money, you know what I mean? Just like, yeah, like just go for like These guys, United Front must have hated freaking Rockstar because in every turn it's their two colossal games that they're constantly being pitted against yep. and compared to in the board meetings mm-hmm. it's like well hey red dead though gta yeah. though and you it's like that uh, red dead redemption yet that's uh, you uh, you guys added the cowboys the lassos <laughs> and the multi-million dollar franchise and it's like well we're <laughs> trying <laughs> so um united front had to cut 120 staff members with the company's solvency and doubt yeah until august and then square enix acquired the publishing rights to the game uh <laughs> Yep. Square Enix did not want to buy the true crime intellectual property and just asked them to rename the game to Sleeping Dogs. And Square uh, Enix were right, because that is a yeah. much better name than Black Lotus or True Crime Hong Kong. Yeah, oh, okay. I agree. Um, so uh, Square Enix London Studios general manager Lee Singleton said that he recognized the game's playability and potential. And um, United Front Games president, who was Stefan Wessels at this time, uh, said he was excited to work with Square Enix. You know, we love them. So Square Enix London Studios uh, worked support on this game and helped them get it out in time and uh, added to the development team. So they added 60 people back to the development team that same year, which is good. It doesn't say if they're the same people. I hope to God they were. Um, Imagine. <laughs> sorry, guys. We traded you out for, for newer models. We're uh, sorry about that. Yeah, It's Activision's fault, though. Lol. Forgive? Lols? Question mark? Um, Forgive? <laughs> So during development of the game, the combat system was like their main focus. They wanted to make it feel great uh, to fight in this game. Uh, they and took it references. Did. It does it feel does. great. We'll get it to feels that. Great. Uh, um, so references were drawn from Tony Jaws, the Protector. Um, nice. The system was designed to emphasize multi-directional combat and strike-paced gameplay. Um, they started it. They said they started as one big violent sandbox. Um, Wait, okay. Which is a good way to describe GTA, too. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, William Lee starred in this uh, game as Wei Shen, the, uh, the protagonist. Wei Shen, motherfucker. Remember Wei the Shen, motherfucker. Name. Excuse me. All right, thank you. Um, and supported by an almost entirely Asian cast, which was great. Um, but there were some big stars, like uh, Emma Stone and Lucy Liu found their way into the cast as well. Um, Freaking Charles, what's his name? Uh, 
Charles Hong Paul. Hold on. Yeah, you can pull him up. Um, yeah. Uh, what was the? Yeah, Amanda was the character Emma Stone played. Yes. Um, who mm-hmm. I didn't finish the romance quest with, but I found ends disturbingly. Uh, uh, yeah, they kind of all do that. I, you know, like Sleeping Dogs romance subplots in Sleeping Dogs are like every subplot in Bloodborne. They don't actually end well for anyone involved. Yeah, I will say the ro- the romance thing James- was like maybe the only like not the only thing in this game that I think was actively not done well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I brought it up in my throwback review. I'll get, but real quick, the man I was referencing was James Hong, famous voice actor and Ooh. actor. Yes. Right. James Hong is in everything. He's in a like, lot of stuff. For like a modern reference that people should get up the top of their heads. He's Poe's dad in Kung Fu Panda, for one. He's the chairman in Sleeping Dogs. What else mm-hmm. has James Hong been in? Please give me better examples. <laughs> He's been in a lot of things. Uh, yeah, in a lot but, of shit. Yeah. Prolific so, actor. Um, of course, the game's designers spent a lot of time in Hong Kong. They took a uh, multi-week trip there. Uh, basically, art designers spent the, their time in Hong Kong ba- studying the environment, taking uh, over 20,000 photos as references for the game. Um, they tra- They made sure to travel on foot everywhere, which I think is a great idea. I am actually yeah. happy with that. It really uh, makes you feel like you're in Hong Kong. Yeah, it really makes you feel like a Hong Kong. Um, <laughs> like a Hong Kong, yeah. Like yeah. a Hong Kong, yeah. Uh, when is, yeah, Spider-Man Hong Kong when? Um, bro, honestly, that actually don't. sounds dope. Never mind. I, I, yeah, I was gonna go say. Crazy. <laughs> um, yo, actually, that'd be cool. I mean, they already did a Miles Morales. Like, if there was like a Chinese Spider-Man, that sounds cool. I mean, multiverse is a huge thing right now. Yeah, not the game. The well, that's multiverses. But yeah, you know, yeah. the concept of the multiverse. We've got Wolverine coming. We don't know whether that's in the same universe. Probably is. But like, why not, bro? Yeah, Spider-verse I think it was is a huge event. I think, they, I think they might have said it's in the same universe as the Sony like Spider-Man game, um, but I don't know sense. that they're necessarily going to cross over. You know, um, I mean, they did I in Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, I think there'll be a little cameo. Probably is what it is. That'd be um, fun. Yeah, man, I just remembered how hype I am for Spider-Man Two next year. That's going to be good. <laughs> the trailer was so... Venom, Craven, ah, and Craven. Yeah, Ooh. Oh I'm, I'm more God. excited for Craven. Honestly, like he's my favorite Spider-Man villain. Um. All right, so they uh, basically, like I said, they they traveled around on foot, visited like the clubs, the malls, and they actually interviewed a lot of ex Triad members and retired members right. of the Hong Kong Police Force, anti Triad unit. Did um, did this get like the same sort of tacit approval that Yakuza got, where like actual Yakuza are like, yeah, bro, this is what being a Yakuza is like. Yeah, it did actually. <laughs> which yeah, <laughs> um, it is one of those things where they definitely did their research and. You know, one of those uh, again, like I, I also say with like from what I've what I've seen, at least a, a lot of uh, Japanese folks like praising Ghost of Tsushima, for example, for like nailing like the Japanese thing. Right. It's a bunch of it's a bunch of Americans. Right. Who did this game. But like, oh, yeah, they put in the work and they found, you know, they got the consultants. They ran every they, they like they, like I said, they just put in the work. It's not that hard to just like find Japanese people and be like, what's it like? Is this right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Please, please tell me if I am correct. That is all I ask. Yes. And I so, will pay yeah. you good money. Yeah. And, uh, they, you know, they put in the work to get this right. And um, actually, I have this written here as well. There is an article that I read all of, um, I guess, a few weeks ago when I put this together. But um, there's a Kotaku article by Kevin Wong 
Um, it is a is an amazingly well written article. Please read it um, about how this game nailed the authenticity of being an Asian American and the sort of dysphoria that comes with going to Hong Kong after being raised in the U.S. Because mm. um, it's something that uh, you know he also experienced, and like I I can relate to it as well. Like when I went to India, like the weirdness of being an American, but like being in this place where like you know, I'm technically like, you know, uh, it's genetically, hard, but from. not quite right. It's, it, it is very strange and it's hard to describe the sensation, but he does a great job. Um, I re- I recommend it. Um, so, uh, during the early stages of development in-game dialogue was recorded in Los Angeles by a lot of local Asian actors, but much of the audio was re-recorded in Hong Kong, uh, through nice. uh, drum music, which was a studio. Yep. Audio design was extremely complicated. <laughs> uh, because so th- this was actually a, a fight that I, I read about that they had. Um, the uh, the executives were not big fans of uh, the ambient dialogue being in Chinese or Cantonese rather. Um, what? Yeah, they I, mean, wanted, I suppose it was 2012. Like, yeah, right. So they wanted people, they wanted players to understand what the ambient dialogue was, um, but the developers pushed back on it, and of course they did win, which is great. Because Let's yeah the go. yeah the the dialogue as you run around is people speaking in Cantonese which they should be because um, they're in Hong Kong like it's not that hard guys like <laughs> but at the same time we do have a good few uh, English lines and they are luckily the English lines that they did put are some of the most iconic ambient dialogue lines of yes. all time um, such as pork buns. Such as a man who never eats a pork bun is never a whole man. I love the way he says it, too. Mm -hmm. Um, So the in-game radio music was handled by Joe Best, and it was sourced from various music labels. Um, They got licensed music from Tsunami Music, Warp, Ninja Tune, and Roadrunner Records, um, which I did not realize when I wrote this, but I just remembered Roadrunner Records is the um, record company that uh, Chad Kroger uh, founded and owns. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, he's in this one. Um, so, uh, Tsunami Music actually lent themselves to the in-game. They all called them, they all lent their names to these in-game radio stations as well. So, um, voice actors auditioned and recruited to provide presenters with each of these radio station ideas yep, in the yep. game. And so and they really committed to it too. There were full on yeah. ads and segues mm-hmm. and presenters all in the radio station. It was really right. Good. And these are real DJs, but the people on the radio are people who are professionally radio DJs. Uh, it's... <laughs> Yeah, in in like in a genre that was as heavily cloned back then as the like GTA type of game, and mm-hmm. a lot of games that tried to do like the whole like radio thing that GTA kind of perfected like early on. Like Sleeping Dogs is definitely the one that stood out. I remember as like a kid, as like wow, they kind of really nailed this. Unlike all of these other games that have tried and failed this, where it's just like here's some random songs. <laughs> This actually, yeah, I, they, I do remember the sleeping dog stuff. Details. Yeah, they, I do remember the sleeping dog stuff kind of nailing it in terms of just like feeling like an actual radius. Yes, I while think it actually, I'm sorry. Sorry, while we're on the topic of music, I'm just mm-hmm. going to tangent because we're not going to talk about the music in Sleeping Dogs without mentioning the title screen music, specifically the oh, remix of oh, Dance of the Yi People, uh, which is originally by Hu Shufeng, Hei Shufeng, remixed by Ono. Oh that track is like it's a bit on when i because i replayed sleeping dogs uh this year actually for the first Mm -hmm. time in 10 years because i got it on launch way back when but 
when I heard that music, I was like, I'm home, man. Oh my God. Yes. That track is forever ingrained into the depths of my mind. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google search Sleeping Dogs title screen music. And the first video will be that Sleeping Dogs theme music on loop. Just mm-hmm. listen to it. Oh, yeah. Just listen mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, educate And thank yourself, me later. Please. Yeah. Um, by the way, I, I should have mentioned, I only played Sleeping Dogs for the first time this year about like a month ago. I finished it. I played the entire thing in one weekend. And it has <laughs> Hell become yeah. literally like, it's it's on my favorite games of all time list. It's so good. So surprised. I did not think a game like this was going to hit me it like is, that. It is, yeah, it is shockingly good. Um, it's, depending it's, on when you've played it, of course. Mm-hmm. yeah no but like even then like i was because obviously you know, okay i have the different perspective from nerev i played it launch i remember going yeah. with my dad like yo can i get this 18 plus game and he was like i guess and and we did not have the same dad we no, we <laughs> um brother anyway so yeah 2012 got the game like and i loved it i remember also storming through it in like quite a short while the way nerev did because i was just hooked and like 10 years later, I was like, is it going to be nostalgia that carries me through or is it actually going to hold up? And I can confidently say it holds up, yeah, which man. is not a feat a lot of games from that era could do. Yes. And I I did not have a um, so I didn't have a PS3 or a, a 360. And like I kind of missed a lot of games from that generation growing up. We had a Wii, but uh, that was different. Everyone <laughs> um, had a Wii. Everyone yeah. had a Wii. Um, but like, I missed a lot of games from that generation and I've, I've been trying to kind of come back to them later. Like, you know, like obviously the fallout games a long time ago I did, and then, you know, Bioshock and things like that. And I've been trying to get through a lot of those PS3, 360 era games. Um, but like, yeah, this one, I, I, I don't know, man. I, like I said, I played it for the first time this year, like maybe like six weeks ago or something at most, like, oh my God, it, it blew me away with how well, the, the, and the combat just feels so good still. It's so mm-hmm. un- unbelievable. Are we, we going to bring uh, up... I'm oh, sorry, go on. Go on oh, no, no, go ahead. I was going to go on a, a spiel. So well, no, I was going to say, while we're talking about the combat, are we going to bring up the thing that a lot of people compare it, it to when it launched, the thing that released three years prior, the thing that really makes you feel like Batman? Yeah. So, okay. Can you, this is the thing. Like when Spider-Man came out, everyone was like, oh, this is just Arkham again. It's like so not it, every it, game where you punch people is Arkham. It's yeah. not. It's not. It's just, <laughs> it had that very Arkham look to it, especially with the like square for different combos, trying sure. to parry. Like there were clear similarities. There is, there's clear differences too. It's not as like stupidly fluid. As which, by the way, I love Arkham's combat, but it's not like you know you tap square and you'll be dancing halfway across the current arena to get to the next guy. But there were clear similarities and like influences, I'd like to say. Uh, yeah. And it was great; it worked in their favor because they still made it their own unique thing. Like it's still a very different combat system, but the influences, the initial, especially in the tutorial when you're getting used to this for the first time, it's definitely there. That said, yeah. Batman never some... broke the same dude's leg twice in the same place in the same fight. <laughs> he should have though uh, but it's against his he absolutely code. should have he had it coming yeah um i also wanted to say quickly like these game, this game has drawn some like major comparisons to the yakuza games too which i think there's definitely some comparisons to be made there i think the fighting feels better in this game than like the yakuza games weirdly especially um, for where yeah. yakuza and not this... was at that time because like the yeah yakuza well yeah yeah actually like yeah 
Yakuza yeah, which is the one everyone didn't like. 09, 2010. <laughs> yeah, and that the combat is yeah bad in that. I think when it yeah. came when it comes to Yakuza, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little self plug, but also it's for Game Luster, so allow me. Um, okay. I recently wrote a throwback review for Sleeping Dogs on the 10 year anniversary, and um, one thing I mentioned is like. If you want to compare this game to Yakuza, the one thing you have to bring up is how downright batshit it is in certain ways. Yeah. Like it's downright mm-hmm. batshit in a way that would make even Yakuza proud. Just took that straight. And from how like how um, unapologetically like, violent it gets. I think because like okay, one of the best things about Yakuza, like uh, the, right. But we'll get to the violence. What I wanted to bring up was the sub stories, right? People like remember Yakuza games for their sub stories a lot of the time because yes, okay, the main story is great, the batshit stuff you can do with Kiryu is great, but all the random, really weird stories that you get from the people of Kamurocho and mm-hmm. Hong Kong had no shortage of that. Like, did you guys do Tiffany's the the escort Tiffany's uh, quest line or even just the first mission of it? Yeah, wait, was she the? Wait, was she the one who wanted to, us to race, or what? What, what did you do in it? Remind me. So Tiffany, uh, Tiffany's a wild storyline because the first time you meet Tiffany, you're going to Club Bam Bam, you're getting to know the club, and she's an escort, and she takes you for karaoke in the big private room, and uh-huh. you guys literally do karaoke. I fought the law, and the law yeah, won. I like doing it's that. okay, and it's like the worst karaoke mini game oh, ever. No, d- no disrespect, but it's not good. Um. And that's it. That's the entire first time you're meeting Tiffany. You guys just do karaoke together and you're getting to know each other. The next mission, you're stalking her based on reports that she's cheating on you. When was it established we were dating? Nobody knows. But she plays along. What's good for daddy is good for mommy too. I'm like, when were we when were we dating? This is news to me and you. Why are you going along with this? Things happen fast in the early two, two Things happen really fast. Yeah. It's sort of like a fire emblem situation where you have three conversations <laughs> with someone and you find out you're married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also Yakuza, do it Yakuza three and Sleeping Dogs, both karaoke games. Yeah. Both feature karaoke. <laughs> I um, mean, Mm-hmm. yeah hey good yeah yeah so wait adam sorry did we cut you off did you have a spiel you wanted to, to oh spiel? it was i was just gonna spiel about why i was so surprised about how good this game was because like mm-hmm. i'm i feel like i'm a probably a bit older than you guys i'm in my 30s at this point so um i remember yeah i remember yeah, I'm thinking like, of that like a meme of the guy like i'm 30 years yeah. old <laughs> but like i remember like obsessively following this game because i i played the true crime games unfortunately um and i remember hearing about true (laughs) true crime hong kong and i remember thinking like why are they making a a third game of this like these are bad games (laughs) so when it got he says wallet at the ready (laughs) yeah exactly but like um me with i remember remember when hearing that square enix was going to make a gta style game i was like wait the Final Fantasy guys are making are gonna make a Grand Theft Auto <laughs> game. Like the Weebs are doing car theft. Yeah, and they're gonna take a game that was supposed to be a true crime game. Like, this is not gonna be good. This can't be good. So yeah, I, I kind of followed yet. it throughout oh my the God, and <laughs> Rockstar added again, making L.A. Noir, which is like a better true crime, even though L.A. Noir is not very good. Yeah. L.A. Noir is not great now. <laughs> so I just was going to say that when I was uh, when when Sleeping Dogs came out, I was already working at uh, my local GameStop back in the day, 
and uh, Ooh, and back in the day, we could uh, we could check out games and play them for free just to test them and get get experience in some of the games that were out. And uh, I checked out Sleeping Dogs because I was like, there's no way this game is good. Like, all of the factors tell me that there's no shot this game is good. And yet it was like it was, which is why <laughs> I said earlier that, like, for me, this game was shockingly good because, yeah, throughout all of its development and highs and lows and switching developers and publishers like i was just like there's no shot this game ever makes it out and then when it did i was like there's no shot this game is actually good and i i feel like it's it's that thing right where everything you said it's either like you you can either take that two ways either with all of the thing all of the facts as they are there's no way it's good or this is so crazy it might just work yeah unfortunately we got the second one. Yeah, because like this is, I, I believe, like before Sleeping Dogs, like Square Enix really hadn't dipped out of like RPG territory that much. Like, it, yeah. I don't, I feel like the yeah, Tomb Raider I, I games weren't out yet. They weren't. Yeah, the first, the first one was, one was 2013. Yeah. yeah. So like this was like Square Enix's first like dive outside of like their comfort area or what you would perceive right. to be their comfort area. So like yeah. as a massive RPG fan and that still am. Like, yeah, Square Enix doing a Grand Theft Auto game that was supposed to be a true crime game that, you know, loads of developmental hell. Like, this game is going to be good. And now, like, I feel like anytime you search this game online, it's always like, there needs to be a sequel. There needs to be a sequel. There needs yeah. to be a oh, sequel. We'll we'll to We're going to talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll get we'll to talk we'll about how, how much it is. All right. So um, I, li- I always like to talk about fun promotional events, if they are there. <laughs> so further marketing of Sleeping Dogs was via cross-promotion on different platforms. Players who bought the game through Steam received an eight-item pack for Team Fortress 2, weirdly. Oh, hell yeah. Amazing. Yeah, which was later made available for separate purchase, and a Hong Kong-themed Team Fortress 2 level, Kong King. Kong King? I don't, I don't <laughs> even remember that. Yeah. That is like dangerously hovering it's on copyright so infringement. Yeah, it's so hey, have you met my giant monkey Kong King? <laughs> yeah, it's like if I made a game about a about a, a junk a jumping monkey and his nephew named uh, Kong Donkey and Kong like, Dong, Konky Dong. And by the way, uh, we haven't done much, but we used to have a really our trivia team used to go every week and everything. But our, our trivia team's name was uh, Danky Kong. Uh, wait, no, Danky Kong Country. Yeah. <laughs> Danky Bong Country. That was what it was. It's been a solid time. Danky Bong Country. So I miss that. Uh, Danky Bong is a good name for your trivia group. Um, Do you guys hear that? That's the sound of the Nintendo FBI breaking into Nero's yeah. house right now. <laughs> the thing is, if you say, like, it's it's crazy because, like, you can say, like, Mario, right? Because you could be talking about, like, Mario Lopez or something. But if you say, like, if you say the word Mario and then in the same sentence say Luigi, like, Shigeru Miyamoto is already oh, on his screwed. way to your door. We're screwed. His eyes are glowing. <laughs> Be right back. It's over. About, like, to lock real that shit. real quick. Um, so owners of Just Cause 2 on the 360, PS3, or PC received automatic access to a Sleeping Dogs outfit. Hmm? Right. Because Just Cause was also Square Enix, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it, I mean, Oof. it is now. But yeah, wasn't was. Just Cause also Square Enix published, right? It was, yeah. yeah. Um, right. So the outfit increases players' action hijack statistics and increases the range from which the player can perform stunt takeovers. Yeah, because uh, you could wear it in, in the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's in the definitive edition, at the very least. 
so the uh, the Japanese title was of this game was Sleeping Dogs colon Hong Kong Secret Police, um, and it was also censored to pass classification by the Japanese rating board Ciro. Uh, the differences include penalties for attacking civilians. There is no street race flagger, and there is a less explicit sex scene. There was a sex scene that was explicit. I, th- I think I just remember like a car shaking back and forth. At one yeah, point. I was about to say it's it's very much a fade to black situation. Like I don't know what that was too. They were like fade to black harder. Every video game sex scene is either a fade to black or it should have been. And I will not <laughs> that hill. Looks at Ubisoft. Ugh. Um. Yeah, I, I'm t- that's directly at you, Bioware. I know what you did. <laughs> oh right, Cyberpunk as well. I haven't played that game. Oh but yeah, I heard... and Cyberpunk. Oof. Yeah, I just kind of <laughs> you can put you can skip it. Um, <laughs> oh, I was I was going to. Yeah. Um, so in early 2013, uh, United Front was working on a sequel to Sleeping Dogs. Um, this game would have picked up after the original one, following the exploits of formerly undercover officer Wei Shen. Uh, but this time, Shen would be joined by a conflicted, corrupt partner named Henry Fong, and they would explore China's Pearl River Delta. The player would have the ability to arrest any NPC in the world, and the influence <laughs> of a branching storyline that swapped between both Shen and Fong. That's uh, such a weird selling point. You can ar- you can go anywhere. Any you can do anything. Honestly, you can arrest you anyone. That, that Todd feels- Howard on the stage. You see that guy? You can arrest him. I was gonna say that feels like an <laughs> Ubisoft Watchdogs like thing. Or like you can arrest anybody. <laughs> yeah, like that's the that's the wrong power fantasy. Which demo are you trying to appeal to here? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Arrest um, your grandmother. So they also the game. this game also was going to have a second screen app for mobile devices that would be able to interact with the world of the game. God, what era was that? God. I remember Glass. when like, Battlefield did that and it was useless. Holy uh, crap. I remember Actually, the, even the I, I think the, this was the tail end of it, but Fallout 4 also had that where like you you yeah. can have the Pitboy app on your phone. There was also one <laughs> Google Glass integration. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh my Ugh. god, dude. GTA 5 had it. You could only customize your license plate through the app and then get it in game. Oh, wow. It was one for the division. I, yeah, I remember the division was Hell like, yeah, you could, uh, somebody um, could use the So mobile. you would also be able to play as Inspector Jane Tang, uh, and the player would manage the police force and try to control ter- control territories from a mobile device. Oh my god, they were going to do like a <laughs> Yakuza-style management game. Oh man. Yeah. That would have been a Yakuza-style management game, 100%, Absolutely. but with police. That would have been amazing. Bro, put Goro Majima in charge of the Hong Kong police, bro. <laughs> Let's get that Yakuza um, Sleeping Dogs crossover. Yeah. Yeah, that would actually be a tight, yeah, tight crossover. Um, the uh, the mobile game could be played on its own with the hope being the free-to-play game would point players towards the console game. Um, <laughs> so the plans were scrapped in uh, 2013 before they went into production. So they had finished designing the game, essentially. And okay. uh, before production, uh, Square Enix decided not to fund it. Um, so uh, Donnie Yen, uh, the actor, has been attempting to make this movie for Sleeping Dogs for over 10 Yo. years. He has, he has the license to it. To make this what? Movie. Yeah, let Donnie been, Yen make a Sleeping Dogs movie. He Holy has been crap. trying so hard, and at this point, I think the time for him to play Wei Shen has passed. But Sadly, make him yeah. play Sifu. Yeah, he'd, he'd be, be great as Sifu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I was about to say that would be the perfect role for him. Yeah, he he um, literally played Ip Man for three movies. He can be Sifu. Exactly. So um, apparently, he has some some claim over this name, but it's been in development hell for ten years now. But uh, in an interview in July 2020, he said that 
yes, the movie concept still exists. He's still pushing for it and he is trying very hard to make it happen. Um, but you know, these movies sometimes are in development hell for fucking, you know, decades. It happens. It wouldn't be a sleeping dogs thing unless it was in developmental hell of some sort. That's true. They're just following, you know, the culture that we established. Um, but I feel like, I don't know. I don't think everyone was quite modeled on their voice actors. I think like way himself had a different like facial model. Yes. He did not look. Yeah, quite like it. But just to be baller, make all the voice actors play their actual characters. Screw it. That would be amazing. I want to see William Lee just go like, I'm Wei Shen. Yeah. Get Emma Stone in Sleeping Dogs. Get Get Emma Emma Stone Stone in Sleeping Dogs. Um, And like, I think Emma Stone, when she would have recorded those voice lines, this might have been before she was like famous, famous, but like, oh, absolutely. Known entity. Like, I think Superbad had just come out. So she's like on the fucking map now. Um, yeah, which is why, like, you know, playing it then, I was like, oh, hey, it's Amanda. Playing it now, I'm like, Emma Stone? Yeah, right, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I I desperately want a sequel to this game. I And uh, one thing that I will note here is that it is possible it could happen now um, because it looks like the IP was also purchased with Embracer right. Group when they bought those uh, Oh, God, studios. right. Um, so they bought 50 IPs, they said. Um <laughs> And I don't think they even, I don't think Square Enix even has 50 IPs. So. I've, I feel like Embracer <laughs> just kind of got like a Halloween grab bag deal where they don't know what the hell they bought. Yeah, They're I'm just not like, sure okay. if it was in the box or not. They're just like, yo, wait, we got sleeping dog shit. Oh, shit. So I think the chances of it, of a game getting made are, I would say, more than like non-zero. Than, they're non-zero now. Yes, I think um, they're. I think they're better now than they were probably like five yes, years ago. Under, just... under Square Enix for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like also, do Embracer Group? No, like what what studios do they have now under them? They have like, a they lot have, of them actually. Right. Hopefully, one call. of them know what they're doing. In before we get a sequel called Waking Dogs. <laughs> This, the, the, this time the dogs are awake is the this time line. the dogs are awake and they're angry um, i'm trying to look for this image that has all their yeah here's all their studios um okay here's, here's the here. thing though real, real, real quick before we yeah. get into the studio list uh just because of the insanely wild wonderful cursed timeline that we live in what happens first sleeping dogs 2 or wei shen in fortnite whoa okay he's, he's coming back <laughs> he, into, he's in fortnite as a promotion when they announce the game yeah, like yeah, he's not absolutely. big enough right now because it's just like old heads. Like, oh, wait, I'm not an old head. It's old heads and me talking about Sleeping Dogs still. But it could happen. A hundred percent, it could happen. Uh, I th- I would go Sleeping Dogs two first. Then yeah, that's fair. Then uh, okay, so then we have... in Fortnite. Yeah, <laughs> THQ Nordic, Deep Silver. Um, so they this is the actually they've listed the IPs here too, and then they have Raven. Uh, I'm trying to look for any of these I recognize. Oh, they have Coke Media also, which is now Play No, on. God, stay away. Keep yeah. sleeping dogs away from Coke Media, please. Uh, Prime Matter Coffee Train. I think that's what it says. Aspe- oh, Aspir, Co- yeah. No, Saber I- Interactive, Gearbox. Isn't it Coffee Stain? Coffee Stain. Coffee Stain's probably what it is. Yeah, it's, it's hard to read the logo. Um, yeah, they did Goat Simulator, so clearly they're the perfect fit. That's the right fit, yeah. I'm actually Because Wei Shen this- is the GOAT! Well, we I'm have to. At, what so we I have to hope this. for is that Embracer Group decides that they are such huge Sleeping Dogs fans that they buy the property rights to United Front Games and just like. So United Front is actually dissolved now. They dissolved that's what I mean. in 2016. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they have that to. Is. They'd have to make the studio again. But I will say, looking at this list of IPs of games that these studios have all made, 
I think the I think the one that has to do it is Deep Silver. They they made the Metro games and the yeah. New Saints Row, which is not good, I know, but like is the same kind of game. Um, at least. yeah, no, sorry, that is not a feather in their cap. That is a quiver in my bow. No, that wait, no, that is an arrow in my quiver. Arrow All right, quiver. like how dare you? I will shoot. Literally, the only other one I think could pull that off is maybe Gearbox, which would be insane, and I don't want them to do that. No, you please, want, uh... can we not have? Can we Would not put Claptrap as a character in goddamn... Yeah. Like, I don't I know, because New Deep Silver really fumbled the bag. Oh, well, they had uh, a whole, the... like, two years, six months delay, and they did nothing Cope with Media had the, uh, the Mafia games. That's pretty similar. Maybe they could do that. That Mafia had I, a completely But if I recall, vibe. those games weren't very good also is the problem. They're not great. No, They're different. I played Mafia 3. It wasn't good. Uh, yeah, I've heard that's the worst one of the trilogy, though, for sure. Um... Regardless, yeah. Um, like, yeah, maybe... The, and you know what? Embracer is going to buy 30 more studios before the end of the year, so I'm sure we'll get a good one in there. Exactly. Hopefully one of them will be good at their job. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, does anyone want to talk about any uh, personal experiences with this game before uh, we start to kind of wrap up? I kind of already did mine, so... I'm, yeah, I think I've talked... I think we, kinda... ta- we integrated that in pretty well. I will say, like, I, like... Um, some things about this game I like really enjoyed. Like I don't generally like, um, I feel like the driving in games is generally not good that, that, that are not driving games. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. yes. Um, like I've never felt like, okay, here's a great example. And also let me yell about cyberpunk 2077. For a <laughs> um, but like in, you know, that's very much the same kind of game as this and that game, like, okay, I played this on, pc right and i got it on launch day i played it on pc the only platform where you could play it <laughs> and um you would think that like well the pc version is the one that works like maybe the mouse and keyboard control should work nope <laughs> no 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 why would they you assume not, why, such a thing why would you think that um so yeah the way that the um the way that the car the driving worked in that game on mouse and keyboard was that if you hit double, it was with WASDA control still, but if you were driving a vehicle, it would just go immediately to maximum speed. Like there was, <laughs> there was no way to ramp it up or anything. In the it's, future, it's all or nothing. <laughs> <yeah>. Cyberpunk. <laughs> oh my God. What if it was intentional? Um, oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's just, it's just uh, Keanu Reeves just always on the gas. And it's like, you thought you so, had a choice. Yeah. Did you choice think you is had an a illusion. choice? Samurai. <laughs> Um, break the fuck up samurai okay so um yeah no but there's i had to install a mod and basically what it did was make when you got in a car it made three sets of wazda controls on the keyboard that were all different speeds so you could like basically like as you ramped up the car speed you could move your fingers along the keyboard to like make it naturally the right speed that you wanted it to be you had to mod drivability into the game I did. It was literally impossible to drive when it came out. Also, before the first patch, that was like a few days after release, none of the cars moved, which was oh, also nice. a problem. Uh, my car yeah, moved, I... but none of the cars in the game world moved. Uh, again, so even you're on... still getting into crashes at that point. That's embarrassing. My God, there was this really dramatic moment where I got into my car and then like it, gl- like it was like a really serious thing. Keanu Reeves is like, "Listen, here's the here's the deal. Like, you know, you're infected." blah blah whatever and then like halfway through his like speech my car like flipped upside down and like just was up like flew halfway through the wall of a parking garage and then i was just stuck there and he was still talking i forgot to mention the car was also infected (laughs) 
it's a disease <laughs> by society. Um, we live in a society. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So does anyone else want to add anything else? Mm, I want Sleeping Dogs too. I do not want Coke Media, Deep Silver, or anyone you mentioned anywhere near it. What else is there to talk about, dude? There's so much to talk about, and I feel like I'm, I'm blanking. We talked about the side stories. We talked about Tiffany. Um, did we talk enough about the ambient dialogue? Because it, oof, it's That's so great. good. It's not just like pork bun. It's like people will actively react to you. Um, and like not super, it's not like super in-depth where they react to like every last thing you're doing. But mm-hmm. if you walk through the, um, the night market, for example, you will hear like the outfit vendors going, oh my God, you got big bulls walking around in those clothes. I, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay, all right. I, I feel disrespected, oh. but also I feel a must. So I'll take it. One thing I, I guess I didn't note down is the, uh, the DLC. I forgot about that. Um, right, yeah, they had the whole that yeah. was the, the island like so, arena brawling one, right? Yeah, I played the New Year's one where there were like bombs going off all around yeah. town, and you were like a cop. I did not find it as fun as the main game. Like it was all right. Um, was that Nightmare North Point or the other one? That might have been Nightmare at North Point. I think the other one was like not canonical. Yeah, I think because no, because one of them was just like, hey, you know how we have this like kung fu game? What if we just did it like an eighties kung fu movie? Where you go to a, the a, the Kung Fu Island and take play take part in a grand tournament, that was one of the DLC, and it was bloody phenomenal because they in, introduced like new environmental takedowns that were basically just a reskin of the uh, the the swordfish heads from from that mission, but it was still kind of great. Right. Um, okay. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think the definitive edition, which is the one that I think you would get now, like comes with all the DLC. Yeah. So you know, try it out um try it out dude. yeah i recommend um okay i'm trying to find uh all right i found something here so uh, we'll uh go ahead and, and kind of wrap up here uh so thank you uh for joining us uh we are found at gameluster.com we have some articles and videos at youtube.com slash gameluster um so you can find us also on twitter gameluster and uh the podcast itself at gamebusters pod on twitter uh, and then Game Luster has an Instagram, which we're trying to ramp up, but it is just me in my spare time, so it is what it is. Um, it but, still uh, looks yeah. better than before. That is true. It does look better than before. Um, so yeah, thank you to our guests. Um, if you guys want to uh, plug anything you're working on at all, go ahead. You can find me at Game Luster. My name is Sara Mirfan. You could find me on Instagram, but I don't want to do that because I'm private, so don't find me on Instagram. <laughs> um, and that's that. That's all I've got so far. More t- Actually, you know what? At Miras underscore Nafri. That's me on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. I'm very funny. As, pr- as proved today. They should as even, proven they should, today. They shouldn't even need to be told that, really. Exactly. Adam uh, Wheels. Uh, I got nothing to, to really promote. I, uh, I sometimes freelance for Game Luster now. So, uh, yeah, watch, yeah. watch some of their uh, videos. Maybe I worked on them. I don't know. Yeah, the uh, Cult of the Lamb review that I wrote, uh, Adam did a nice video for that, and that's up right now. You can go watch that. Um, it's a good game and a good video. Um, all right, so let's, uh, let's get out of here. So I think, as I promised, I'm going to just read um this uh dialogue uh, i found i'm just looking for sleeping dog quotes and then i'm just gonna play what i've done like fading in over it as i do um all right yeah (laughs) your concern's really moving you know i appreciate that 
I'm suddenly realizing I should never have dropped out of art school. I could have made it. I could have been a real somebody. Thank you for showing me the light, officer. And then a big male finger. 